There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from the adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. I don't think we've updated people on the uh, whereabouts of Bridget McCutcheon, our buddy from Wisconsin who's riding her motorbike around the world. So I looked her up on the Facebook and came up with a bunch of stuff. Don, you have something from September 27th. Yes. Pakistan, it's been awful and awesome. After crossing the Taftan border from Iran into Pakistan, I was required to get a sometimes very slow escort from a security group in Balochistan, Balochistan? Uh, called the Levies. They accompany all tourists who cross the Taftan border. Unfortunately, I got a head cold along the way that gave me so much congestion I couldn't hear out of my left ear. Weird. After riding with an escort for over 1,500 kilometers. I was released by the levees outside of Lahore and I headed straight for Islamabad where I met up with Adventure Hawks that is an at, a, a person that she's tagging there who have been helping me out quite a bit with my recent route through the Middle East. I was inspired by all of the intricately painted trucks that I saw in the south of Pakistan and decided that I wanted Uh, to have part of my bike painted as well. So I set about figuring out how to get that done. In the meantime, I met up with the cousin of a Swedish friend I met in Norway. Uh, Ash's cousin was super lovely to me and helped me to pick out a beautiful traditional shirt. It was also just very nice to hang out with another young woman. She enlisted the help of her brother and his friend who helped me speak to the artist recommended to paint my motorcycle. Thank you, Alex, for the recommendation. Damn, does she look good. It might sound a little (laughs) silly, but I feel almost like the paintings he did were missing from Mab Mab. this whole time. And now she's finally complete. After all that, I said goodbye to my friends and headed toward the Chinese border. This was a small side trip just to see the gorgeous Himalayan mountains. I saw photos that my other motorcyclist friends had taken of this region, including the hacks. So I've been looking forward to seeing these mountains for a long time now. On my last night in the north, I camped and was visited by a fox who was hunting for the date biscuits that I had inside my tent. He failed to... leave me of my biscuits, but he succeeded at making off with my new sandals. <laughs> Slightly bemused and now sandalless, I'm heading south again, onward to northern India and Nepal. What's with the Indians and their intricate paintings? You, you know what she's talking about, right? Have you seen these? The Pakistanis? The Pakistanis, I'm sorry. It's okay. But the, everything is covered with these really cool uh, detailed, weird paintings. It's like hmm. the coolest graffiti you can possibly see. I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. But no. you can picture it, right? Yeah. Nice graffiti <laughs> that has it, some artwork to it. Oh, yeah. No, it, instead it's, of just it, tagging. Right. No, not tagging. That's the worst. Um, but so I think what she had painted was her little, she's got a little tiny windshield in the front of Mab. Okay. And she had that painted. And she's right. It looks really, 
really good. It's really cool, and it should have been done a long time ago. She's right. <laughs> uh, and then I stumbled on a couple of pieces of audio that uh, Ross is going to play for us. Ross, does there happen to be a date on either? I know one of them, I think, is from this morning. I think they're from 21 and about two, three hours ago. Go ahead. Bit of a story from today. I crossed into India today, and India does not like tracking devices. At least to my knowledge, they don't. Um, I have two. I have my spot GPS tracker, and I have a Garmin inReach. And so I put them on my person because they hardly ever search you. Most of the time, they just search your bags. They search me. <laughs> this woman like takes me aside and has like the little um, scanner wand and you know puts it down one side and i'm just the thing is like going nuts because i'm i'm in full motorcycle gear i literally have a knife in my boot which i always carry there um (laughs) and i'm just like you know it's it's the zippers and the buckles on my boot um luckily she didn't push the issue and it was fine but so that one's 21 hours ago. This one's a few hours I am ago. three hours away from Nepal. I will be going there tomorrow. Um, significant things that happened today were I almost got hit by a bus, so nothing new there. Um, when I came to the hotel that I'm at now, a bunch of cows ran into the courtyard, and then a young man came running after them, yelling and waving his arms around, got in front of them, and proceeded to yell and wave his arms around until they left. It was incredibly entertaining, <laughs> resembling a comic strip. Um, nothing much else happened today. Traffic is crazy. Traffic. Traffic. There you go. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we got uh, we got kind of lucky um, there because in some of these past audio um, little uh, video clips, uh, Bridget uh, she knows how to use the f bomb. <laughs> and she uses it well, um, but she was really clean that time. So thank you, Bridget. But it sounds like it's going well. I mean, when you look at her map, which is the first thing on her Instagram, which is bike.will.travel, yeah. uh, she looks like she's almost done. Yeah. Like she yeah. just has to go through. I mean, it's or maybe this is her route. It's been over a year. Oh, this right? is her route. This is what she plans to do. I apologize. But she's approaching the China area, right? I think so. Yeah, Nepal and uh, is yeah. She, is she going into China? I am not sure. The question is: Is she getting out of China? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> There's been some changes here recently. Yeah, I think she'll be okay. I'm sure she has um, planned a safe route. I'm hearing. Um, we have a, a listener who's friends with her dad. Okay. And sees her dad frequently in northern Wisconsin. And he says we could talk to her if we wanted to. Really? So I've been meaning to ask you guys, of course, off the air, which, you know, I don't do. <laughs> should, should, should I get the ball rolling on that or what? What should we do there? If it's not going to impede her journey, like I, mean, I know, maybe she has. Yeah. yeah we'll like, just have to ask her dad. What, t- what time is it right now in Pakistan? Yeah. Oh, what if it's three God. in the morning? Well, let's see. <laughs> and does she have unlimited data? Yeah, and even if if you're on the road and you're traveling and you're making making good time, oh. what time is it, John? Seven forty-two p.m. right now in Pakistan. So okay, evening. so she would, in theory, be at the end of her day and might mm-hmm. have time to talk to us. That'd be good. Yeah. All right. Didn't we talk to her at one point when she started out? 
I know we talked to her before she left, but didn't we catch yeah. up with her at one uh, point? She was, was in she, South America. Yeah, like yeah. Brazil or something, mm-hmm. right? With uh, her buddy. What's her buddy's name? Uh, anyway, her buddy rode with her for half the trip at least. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah and she either. had um, uh, her buddy had her pack stolen. Remember yes. all of her yeah. gear? Right. Yep. Yep. It was so sad. Just yeah. like, oh man, these they're trying to do a good thing here and just there's criminals everywhere. Okay, I've got a question for you, McLean. Um, you don't know it right now, but you're uh, about an hour from now, you're going to get fired. Okay. And, uh, well, I go not... on vacation tomorrow, so I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> it's so paid vacation. When you, when you get back, you're not going to have a job to come home to. Okay. Uh, and it looks like your only prospect is uh, an OnlyFans account. Are you going to do that, or are you going to find something else, maybe become a server? or I'm going to find something else. You're not going to do OnlyFans? <laughs> not in a million years. How do you feel about OnlyFans, this, uh, this account thing? And, Ross, maybe you should explain OnlyFans to us, because the, the three of us don't go on OnlyFans. We know you probably have a bunch of uh, <laughs> subscriptions. I'm, I'm actually too cheap to use it. But well. essentially what you're doing is you you um, can follow people that you like and pay money to watch some of their content. A lot of it is uh, pornographic in nature. How much? How much does it cost? Just depends talking? on the, I mean, people, it's, everybody sets their price. Yeah, it's a subscription thing. So, In fact, one of the stories you and I talked about earlier, the woman has set her price. And so let's talk about that one. It's the one with the uh, teacher, right, from Missouri? Great. I was. It's the one with the cop, actually. So well, let's. No, let's you're take, right. You're right. It's the teacher. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Let's bad, before bad. we go it's local. It's the show me state. What do you expect? Yeah. Let's Come talk on. about dirty old Missouri. <laughs> for, the, for the record, Don, when I sent this story, I didn't even didn't even you process. Didn't, or, it's in the title. Yeah. I know, and I <laughs> know where you're teacher. from, but I never connected it. I'm sorry it's, to make uh, you look bad. Fine. You're not making me look bad. I feel bad <laughs> that this woman, as a teacher, doesn't get paid enough, so she has to have an OnlyFans. That's the real story. A Missouri high school teacher says she's been placed on leave after officials discovered she was performing on a pornography pornography website. Sorry, I shouldn't be reading out loud. Uh, to supplement her salary, Brianna is 28. She taught English at St. Clair High School. She says her teaching days are probably over, but acknowledged she knew the risks. She told the St. Louis Post-Dispatch that she was on leave Wednesday after being interviewed by two administrators. Her access to school email and other software was suspended, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It was uh, always kind of like this cloud hanging over my head, like I never really knew when I would be discovered, she said. Then about two weeks ago, my husband and I were told that people people were finding out about it, Mm. so I knew the day was coming. Um, where does it say, because I agree with you, the school said actions taken as a result of the investigation will be in accordance with the board policy and guidance from legal counsel. We'll get there. We'll get there in a second. Uh, St. Clair is about 55 miles southwest of St. Louis. The whole high school has about 750 students. Okay, here we go. She taught English to freshmen and sophomores. Oh, very impression, uh, impressionable youth there. Made about 42000 last year. She said she earned an additional eight to 10000 per month performing at OnlyFans. And she said she chose the site because its content is only available to subscribers, and she thought it would help protect her identity. Um, she should have known better. 
Uh, she th- said the account has gained more than 100 new subscribers since word got out. I do not regret joining OnlyFans. I know it can be taboo, or some people may believe it's shameful, but I don't think sex work has to be shameful, she said. Okay. Now, I did go. I did some more research on this because I'm a news guy, so I researched more. And there was an interview. Yeah. There was an interview with her on another site. Yeah. Uh, her, you go on OnlyFans. You asked how much it costs. You go on OnlyFans, and she charges ten dollars a month for content. Uh, content. So, and at the time of that interview, which was right after all this news came out, she had fifteen hundred subscribers. So uh, she was making fifteen grand a month. So it's a flat fee. It's not you don't have to pay. And then to you have, have to pay OnlyFans. So like, maybe it's just ten. Like you can't ring her up and say, "Hey, could you pour some uh, Mr. Butterworth all over your feet?" No, for you me? can. You can. Yeah, do that's personal the point. Requests. I think. Yeah, but right? then would, yeah. Oh, and then you'd be charged extra. Oh, yeah, she doesn't have to do that. You can. You can either do personal videos or not from and. It's just like, can we please also? make the administrator who was on OnlyFans and found the account be outed as well? Because I feel like they should be exposed. (laughs) Like, so how did you find her? Oh, somebody for, really? Or maybe you were on OnlyFans. Let's talk about your dirty ass. I I also have a... We just, somebody sent it to us. Okay. I have a different take on this, though. Wait a second, Ross. What if it was... A student. Yes, that's where I was going. And a student showed another student, and then another student. Pretty soon, everybody's... And finally, you know, the shop teacher gets wind of this, and then the shop teacher tells so-and-so, and and somebody finally... That's a fine story to create. Sure. (laughs) Let's protect the administrators. I'm not protecting the administrator. I just think the odds of a couple of those kids in that school... Having an OnlyFans account are incredibly high. And then from that point, once you have the login, it wouldn't be that much of a massive leap to stumble upon somebody that you know if they were on said platform. The deeper question here, are kids wrecked these days because pornography is so easy to get to? Oh, yes. 100%. 100% they're wrecked. Remember what a chore it was when we were kids? (laughs) You found uh, Playboys in the woods. It was like somebody would always leave them in the woods and then kids would find that's the only way I know that people or their dads, but there was a a lot of woods. Yeah. There's always woods involved. Yeah. Sometimes like probably a tree fort. Yeah. A tree fort. It was always important to have older brothers when you were growing up because they probably had some things that, you know. These kids don't know the shame. Of going into a private wooded area? Own. No, yeah, no, the back, the back area of a bookstore, <laughs> or into oh. a gas station. Certain gas stations would, and, and it wasn't just like Penthouse and Playboy. It was the, no. it was, it was the real close up, you know, yeah. hustler, gynecologist style shots. Where, yeah, yeah, and they so just. I've don't heard. Know. I don't. I don't know, but I've heard those gas stations were usually along the highway. So yeah, yeah. from what I've heard, that's uh, <laughs> for a that's quick I, escape. I, I guess I don't know myself. <laughs> so then uh, we moved to Minneapolis, where we've got our own case going on uh, in Minneapolis yeah. involving um, a police officer, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't realize this was as well known a- as it is because Channel Five. And my buddy, Jay Coles, of course, Jay Coles, 
did a story about this on the five. Do you have that audio, Ross? I, I do, and it's the full piece with uh, Lindsey Brown uh, setting it up. So here we go from KSTP Channel 5's Nightcast. There's an internal investigation at the Minneapolis Police Department over an officer's OnlyFans page. The concern is whether the officer's actions violate MPD policy. Jake Holes lays out details of the investigation and what the mayor and chief of police have to say about it. This is the OnlyFans account hosted by the Minneapolis police officer who works in the 4th Precinct. For a paid subscription, it says people will get amateur pornography, sexual photos, and custom videos. And there's now an internal investigation because MPD's Code of Ethics says, quote, all employees are prohibited from working off-duty under the following conditions. Any establishment that provides adult entertainment in the form of nude, semi-nude, or topless exhibitions. Lisa Clements is a retired MPD sergeant who now runs A Mother's Love. She says the policy is designed to prevent conflicts of interest with investigations and to protect the officer's integrity. If you make an arrest and somebody say she only made that arrest or he only made that arrest because I threatened to out the pictures of his or her page. So it becomes a blackmail thing. It matters because it violates the policies of the Minneapolis Police Department. Clemens says the OnlyFans page could be considered off-duty employment, which would also require approval of MPD management. Nudity is nudity because this is a paid employment job. A spokesperson for MPD Chief Brian O'Hara issued this statement, which says, quote, we take any allegations of policy violations seriously, and the chief has ordered an investigation. And a spokesperson for Mayor Jacob Fry says, quote, if all we're talking about is naked pictures behind a paywall, the mayor has no issue. However, the chief will determine if there are any policy violations. Clemens says protecting the integrity of criminal investigations and making sure officers are not compromised is more serious than naked pictures behind a paywall. And officers across the country have been fired for this because you also don't know who really is accessing that page. Hmm. Now, Clemens says she wants to be clear that she's not calling for the firing of the officer, but she did say there should be some consequences and the officer should be required to stop hosting the OnlyFans okay, page. Okay, that's enough. You can tell uh, by listening when he goes, when Jay goes live and when he's on tape, but that, no. that that's apropos of nothing. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, taking, a sh- taking a shot at my buddy Jay. Uh, what do you think, Don? Um, this is a little different. I don't understand the, somebody may blackmail them. Like that's a really far-fetched scenario. I'm like, what? Yeah. Just have a policy or not. Like, I don't know what this whole, because it could compromise the, an investigation. I, I, I don't, I just, I'm saying, I just don't understand that part. It seems like, well, what if I climbed up an apple tree and what if, um, a bird came down and picked me up and what if then yeah. I'm in a nest and then somebody <laughs> wants to chop down the tree in the nest I'm in. It's like, well, we're you, going places that like either say we don't approve of our officers being nude and being paid or not, which I think they are doing, but then that added extra thing about the, I'm like, what? How? You can't be blackmailed if your supervisor knows about it, if it's public knowledge, right? You can only be blackmailed if you want to keep it secret. Well, yes. the issue here is it's public knowledge now. What they're saying yeah, is it yes. wasn't a few weeks so ago. So why not change the policy and just say, whatever you want to do, just tell us about it so we're not surprised. 
Yeah. I mean, there are no kids involved here. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Does anybody know what she looks like? It, how do you know it's a she? They never said she. They just said the officer. In the video, you can see a silhouette that appears to be a yeah, female nature. Yeah, I think they nature. did say she. Yeah. I listened very, very carefully. And they never said she. Because I was trying. No, I was like, is this a guy guy? or a girl? (laughs) I just didn't know either way. I I guess I don't care either way. I'm just wondering what's on that page. This is this might just be an easy conclusion to make. But I think it's easy for this teacher and this officer to make the decision to do this because we all know they're in positions where you don't make a lot of money, especially right away when you're early in your career. I mean, when you're talking about bringing in 15000 a month, being on the interweb, that's um, that's pretty good money. How about this one? Cop meets teacher, $20 <laughs> a month. Okay. No? Um, <laughs> we're about to go to a break here. and from- What, already? At the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, we believe every athlete deserves to be safe. Safe from abuse and misconduct on and off the field. Join the movement to champion respect and end abuse at uscenterforsafesport.org. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. At a concert, do we need do we need to tell people what you can and can't do, what's allowed, how to behave, what to think? Have you ever thrown up on anybody at a concert? Oh Have gosh. you ever been thrown up on at a concert? <laughs> no, neither. No one no. Have you ever? One time, I walked into the main room at First Avenue and uh, got to the main bar, and some dude came up to me and put a big fat kiss right on my cheek, and then turned and walked away. I thought I was part know? of a. Uh, no, no, not at you all. Were initiated. I thought, I, thought oh. I was part of some kind of clever, clever, uh, practical joke. And I looked around to see if are my friends, uh, where, where are they? Oh, yeah. They <laughs> and set didn't, them up. didn't see him anywhere. Went upstairs. All my friends were upstairs. Um, so, and I may have done a, a few things at a show or two. And John, I'm sure you have. Dawn, I know you've always led the life of a little angel and you would never <laughs> do anything. I've done some, like, I've been in mosh pits and done some crowd surfing, lost my shoe, had my butt grabbed, but that's the risk of getting up there, you know? Right, right. Um, And, you know, needless to say, I was a wannabe hipster in the 80s and 90s, so I went to a lot of shows. And I was actually kicked out of a few shows um, for throwing stuff on stage. Okay, that's unacceptable. No. Arrested for that. Yeah. No, now, John, are you serious? Yes. Yeah. What were you throwing? Uh, beer. Cups of beer. Yeah, you should be arrested. What? Okay. What? Are you throwing cans and bottles? And no, cups? no, no, no. Liquid cup. doesn't oh, just, matter. They don't know if it's liquid. pee. They don't know if what it's if, acid. What if you're good friends with the band? No. And the band started it. 
Mm, okay, this sounds like band. a name drop situation. And the band You're not loved that cool. It. Come on. <laughs> no, the band no, it loved would... it. What they open their mouth and go, "Oh yeah." Uh. Kinda. Oh god. It was uh, that's different, I guess. It was the mags. I guess. Uh Magnolias at the entry. Okay. Oh, you know what? It also happened at the Caboose and it might have happened at a few other places. They throw stuff at us, we throw stuff at them. Everybody's happy except the bouncers. Yeah, And that is in a situation where you know someone. So I think if, if we're going to talk about, I'm assuming this thing that is about concert goers. It's from Ross. Somebody else say his last name because I don't want, I like Ross and I don't want to insult him by trying to pronounce his this last name. This other Ross, not our Ross? Yeah, Ross. Okay. I believe, and I'll take the blame here. Wait, I believe wait, it's stop, stop. Pronounce his last name for me. Riala. Riala. That's what I was going to do. I just okay, needed three Ross more Riala. seconds. Uh, and this came out October 1st, a couple of days ago. And uh, Ross has uh, printed up a bunch of rules from his experiences and what he's been seeing at concerts. And uh, Ross claims that the bad stuff has gotten worse since the pandemic. And he starts yeah. off. Look at this first incident he starts off with. For me, the breaking point took place at a show last month at XL standing next to two women in wheelchairs waiting for an elevator when the doors opened a group of oblivious idiots rushed in and filled the space i couldn't believe it when i turned to apologize to the two women they shot back a look of sad re resignation that said this wasn't the first time something like this has happened well that's that's just, just people being jerks I that's mean. apocryphal yeah, and, I mean, yeah. I just think that happens all over the place. People are extra selfish, I think, since the pandemic about what it's it's weird. What I've noticed with elevators is people that don't ride elevators on a daily basis don't understand elevator etiquette. Oh, when you're waiting for the elevator, the doors open. The first thing you do is clear back. Let the people coming off, mm -hmm. get out. It's yeah, obvious. Yeah. But people don't understand that, and they try to no. crowd in as people are getting off. That's not how it works. Yeah, what the hell? When you're on an elevator and more people are boarding, it's your job to move to the back. Give them room. And for God's sakes, if there's people in wheelchairs, I'm sorry, but they take precedent over everybody. Absolutely. Get them in there, help and, them, And make them be them in around. the front so that whenever yeah. they get mm -hmm. out... They um, are first off the elevator. So, this is the thing. People are so anxious to get home to their couch again. They yeah. can't wait. Yeah. They can't wait five minutes. <laughs> they can't do it. Anyway, uh, Ross goes on. Bad concert goers come in every age, every race, and every, every demographic. People who act like jerks at shows come in all shapes and sizes. Um, and he starts out, okay, now these are the rules. This, this is Ross's advice. Uh, prepare for the show. Take a few minutes to prepare before you head out to the local arena. It's become increasingly common for venues to email ticket holders of here's what you need to know list email the day before that lists the basics like bag policy, parking, dining, things like that. When the door is open, the showtime, all this stuff is available. The big problem he sees at entrances, entrances, there are people who are still surprised they need to go through a metal detector. So metal detectors have come after I stopped going to shows. And when I go to any kind of event that has a metal detector, I get outraged at myself for forgetting 
that metal detectors are a thing now. <laughs> and my cool little $5 pocket knife that I've had in my pocket for the past five years ends up getting thrown away. So yeah. I just you get mad at yourself for being an idiot and having stuff in your pocket because metal detectors are everywhere, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, the, and Don, I want you to help me explain this, the whole bag thing. And I didn't realize this. Yeah, I for just the had most... to give up a, a bag oh, at the uh, last concert I went to. I didn't realize this. Ross says only small clutches, wristlets, and wallets are allowed through. He's watched many grown women argue at length with security over a clutch that's an inch or two too large. And then he mentions that, you know, security doesn't really like this and nobody agrees with it, but it's the rule. So what was the bag you lost? Was it one of these big things? No way. No, it was all I had in there was I didn't have a a outfit on with pockets. So it was probably the size of if you took two two pieces of bread next to each other. (laughs) That's the only way I know how to describe if people are just listening. Um, And the only thing was in it was my cell phone. um, Uh. I think like my little wallet thing, like my debit cards, because I wanted to buy some T-shirts and um, a little thing, a chapstick. So I so I go up to and I we see it. We see the sign. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I should have read. This was the Pearl Jam concert at Excel. I'm like, oh, shoot, I have a bag. So we went behind this pillar where this trash can was and i we took everything out of it and we shoved it under there so i could just on the way out just get it it wasn't an expensive purse it was something from target that i always bring to concerts usually or you know but so we go through the detector or we're going and he goes we're throwing that bag away just so you know the one you hid (laughs) underneath the pillar because he's just uh like was it was it asia asia security I have no idea, but he was a real jerk about it. And I'm like, okay. I go, all right. I mean, it, it, all- it's, so, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to argue with somebody over a purse. But then I felt stupid for bringing the little purse. So then I go in, and everybody has a little purse. <laughs> it wasn't a wristlet. People have bags that were bigger than mine. So I just happened to have some, like, it's just, oh, God. Yeah, everybody's on your side though with this. I don't see why it's. I a mean, deal. throw it away. And so we did look to see if they maybe they forgot it was gone. I'm sure they immediately threw it away. So were you with MC? Yeah. So all your stuff went into his pockets. <sighs> yeah, he had on some what we call action pants, which are <laughs> um, pants. they're cargo pants with a lot of pockets. We call them action yeah. pants. <laughs> I, uh, we could really easily go off into the cargo shorts topic here because I've got a lot to say about cargo shorts. Uh, I can't, I can't so find it. I know you, shorts. everybody hates cargo shorts. Who cares? Try to find- Try to find shorts that aren't cargo shorts that don't look stupid, okay? Yeah. That's my I mean, argument. His shorts. were pants, I think. They <laughs> yeah. were like, you know, they had all kinds <laughs> but of But now he's got stuff bouncing off the side yeah, of his thighs. It was no big, it, <laughs> yeah, it, but it was like such a minimal <laughs> amount of stuff. I mean, like my cell phone, a chapstick, and, you know. I'm with Johnny. I don't ever want to live in a world where there's no cargo shorts. Yeah, that's all I wear. It's like, why do we care? Guys should be able to, like, don't say they're out of style. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Just, you don't, it doesn't matter. Just wear we're them. We're dudes. We don't know any better, and we don't yes. really care. 
And I also carry around too much crap. I need more That's, pocket space. I was going to say, they're so handy for carrying all your stuff. Exactly. What, do you want guys to carry purses? <laughs> they have stuff, too. Keys. Were you, and... were you dressed up and looking fancy? No, I had on a T-shirt that says, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. No, yeah, Don. I did. No. Yeah, no, no it's, I got it beautiful. at the Pearl Jam 20, or my friend who I used to go to Pearl Jam concerts with, huh. she got it for me. It has a little silhouette of Eddie Vedder, and people loved it. And then I had That's, on some yeah. shorts, but I think I had one little pocket. See, they don't make, why aren't there pockets in everything? Dresses, like just put pockets in, women want pockets. I have them on uh, some pants today, no pockets. These are fake pockets. That's even worse. <laughs> Look, it's a pockets. little zipper. There's no pocket. <laughs> oh, what about what about the brazier? I know a lot of women store stuff in in their uh, yeah bra. Yeah, I mean Couldn't I'll they do put that. A pocket in a, a cup pocket. They do have bras like that. They have pockets yeah. in bras now. Oh, yeah. Which is good. Especially for the heavies where you've got a big, you know, four snaps on the back and wires and trusses and all that. <laughs> throw in a pocket. What the hell? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, oh, boy. But uh, uh, sorry, I derailed us into being angry about pockets. Is um, finding out what the showtime is, is that a problem? Um, no. What do you mean? <laughs> well, Ross mentioned uh, showtimes here and he talks about how. Uh, the showtime is typically between one or two hours after the doors open. In most cases, mm. you can expect the opening act to start at that time or soon after. Most arena and stadium concerts are done at some point between 10.15 and 11.15. So, and do you go, do you go for the opening act? Do you sit through the opening act or do you leave It just depends on who it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, if it's a concert that I really want to... Be a lot of times we leave early. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, yep, and then we're like, we need to be home on our couch. Like I said, <laughs> well, just if you're stuck, you don't want to get stuck in a parking garage or something. That's the worst. You're adding like an hour. Yeah. So yeah. if they're gonna do like a third encore or something, we're like, okay, you know. Yeah, GL. We had to do um, a listener thing in a suite. It was at the XL. Yeah, Such and I rode together. Um, was it Leonard Skinner, John? Yeah, Skinner and Bad Company. And it was uh, it was within the last couple of years. Joe and I left as soon as Skinner hit the stage. Yeah, we yeah. didn't see, we didn't even see them finish the first song. Basic, had, yeah. It's basically a cover band now, anyway. So it doesn't. Yeah. I'll just throw that out there for all the music listeners. And I did we see Bad Company or not? Uh, I, I I did. They were great. Paul Rogers was back with them singing. They sounded great. Rogers yeah, still sounds great. I, I don't. I, I don't remember seeing them, and that's not because of alcohol. I just they were just weren't memorable to me. Yeah. Yeah, I we we do this occasionally too on on my talk. Like we'll give away for a charity event. Like people will buy into, you know, being in the in the suite that we have. And yeah. so there are concerts that I don't necessarily care right. about, but I'm there to host the people. And like once you talk to everybody at the beginning, they're just going to be watching the concert. So like I left yep. halfway through Janet Jackson. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, eh, you know, she's not blowing me away. And J Lo. Oh. Okay, so you're at your seat, you're in the concert, you're surrounded by people you don't know. What's the etiquette there? What if somebody's passing a doobie, 
um, right in front of you or right behind you or smoking a cigarette or somebody's really S-faced. Do you that's say anything? The, that last one there, that's my pet peeve with concerts right now, is going to a concert and everybody who's over the age of 35 thinks it's their day to be 18 again. And they get <laughs> hammered and they act like complete age. I had the, the worst experience of my life when I saw the Jayhawks at the State Fair. I was sitting in on the aisle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. people walk. Yeah. People were falling on me. They were, even though my feet were not sticking out, they were stepping on my feet. Yeah. And they were 40 and 50 year old men and women who were, you know, hey, sing a Jayhawks! Jayhawks! You know, like, the Jayhawks are a sit in the grass on a sunny day band. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. But they're not it's just a that, blackout drunk band. And but it's not the first time that's happened. You get people who are, like I said, fifty and think they that's be what's so weird again. to me because I got all of that out of my system. Yeah, like I don't have too. any desire to be drunk in public. I just don't. Yep. Exactly. So, is it okay for the kids though? Well, what if you go to a show yeah, and you know I mean, everybody in their twenty, their, their shirts are off? And I mean, that's fine because we did that, are right? Hanging out, and, yeah, it's, yeah it's you're throwing up, and, and if they're not, well, if they don't throw up on me, and if they're not stepping on my feet and fall on me, that's fine. I I got no problem. Yeah. Have them. you ever? Have either one of you ever been to a dead show, Grateful Dead, before Jerry died? Mm -mm. I've not. Oh, no. oh, it is. It's just disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> My People first. are crapping their pants. Okay, well that's our, something uh, they need to. <laughs> our uh, our buddy, uh, Mr. Mishki, saw about fifty of them. He followed him for a while. Yeah, and Who's he, Mr. he loved Mishki? them. Tom Mishki. Uh, he used to be an employee. He's a genius, he's really funny. Oh, he's I a, thought that was a code word for like um, no, no, somebody no, no, who's on GL. No, he's sorry, sorry, Mishki. John's right. He is a genius, um, and he does his own podcast called the The Road Show with okay. Tom Mishki. And, no disrespect. I thought no, it was like he's a brilliant. And I thought it was love... like rookie's real name or something. No, no. no. Okay. So I didn't mind the dead until I went to see him, and that was back at um, uh, what was the arena where the North Stars played uh, down in Bloomington, Met Center. Met? Yeah, Met? they played yeah. at Met Center, and uh, as soon as I made it to the drum solo, and that's when I walked out. I just the whole environment was just <laughs> stupid. Though the Deadheads gave drugs a bad name. Yeah. Yeah. The deadheads are the reason why people don't like drugs. It's because of you ass whites. And everybody stunk. You could tell they'd all been on the road for months. Nobody took showers. Everybody was trying to sell you something in the concert. A lot of people were, they, you know, just passed out from whatever they were on. Fun. Yeah. yeah they, uh, they, they used I'm to. so and lame now. I'm getting off the track here, beaten track, but I'm reading this uh, wonderful book about the Allman Brothers right now, and they and the Grateful Dead did a lot of concerts together in the early 70s, and the dead people, the roadies and stuff, would dose people without telling them, which Great. to me is, is ridiculous. That's and it's one of the reasons Greg Allman hated the dead to the end of his days, even though his brother Dwayne loved him. Uh, they would just, you know, throw a tab in somebody's drink without that's telling terrible. them. That's terrible. I'm sorry. I sound so that's... old. No, that's no. stupid. But you don't know, no, like, you ridiculous. might start driving. I mean, I, I just, no. Yeah, stuff like shrooms and L. You've got to know. You, yeah. you can't. You it's can't. not funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what if you're at a show and somebody in somebody in front of you stands up and starts dancing? 
you can't see the big screen. You can't see the stage. Uh, you have How to do deal with that? it. You just have to yeah, deal with you it. You have yeah. to. Yeah, that's I mean, one I've always uh, kind of in my mind. It I sucks. Thought, but... oh, God, I hate this, but you know what? So what? Let them dance. What about you're down on the floor, you're in the front, oh, 10, 20 rows, and uh, you want to sit down, but everybody around you is standing up. Do you, do you stand up and start yelling at people to sit down? <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard mm, people do I, it. I've heard that too, yeah, but you shouldn't do that either. Like, how about singing? So. You know, if people in the proximity. Oh, God, that's the uh, worst. It is, and especially, I went to a concert, again at the fair. This one was in the big uh, stage, though. Uh, and we went in back. It wasn't sold out, so we kind of sat in back because you get a good view and everything. I thought, oh, this will be great. This will be fun. It was a mm -hmm. band we really liked. And, uh, there was a group of probably eight or nine people behind us. And one of them, Kenny, you will know, was Patrick Hammer. Remember Patrick, the weather guy? I sure do, yeah. yeah. What a they name. Sang, they sang Pat every Hammer. song yeah. every song at the top of their lungs. What I turned around to Hammer and I said, can you please shut up so we can hear this? He <laughs> Did didn't you take really? it kindly. That's awesome. He what, didn't well, take I knew Hammer pretty well. I knew Ooh. this was a band that we both loved, and he knew I loved him, and I knew Ooh. he loved him. What band? Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Oh, and, so it was uh, at the big stage. And they would, yeah, the big stage. And they wouldn't shut up. The entire show, all you heard was them singing. Yeah. I couldn't hear Donald Fagan singing. I was hearing Steely Dan singing. I mean, I was hearing Patrick Hammer and his buddies. The problem is with, <laughs> with me, with age, I can no longer hit any of the notes. I used to be able to sing along with like the band Boston and those high notes. I, I can't even hit the low notes no. anymore. I just, I can't That's sing natural. anymore. No. I think some natural. people want to prove what a fan they are by singing every word. And well, you're like, yeah, it's got to be. Who are you? Do you think you're being like auditioning for something right now? Because <laughs> no one's watching you. We're just all annoyed. Uh, I don't how about, know. How about before we go, how about uh, if you do a radio show on, uh, afternoons and uh, every Friday you uh, sing along with songs and neither one of you can sing and it sounds really, really horrible and everybody tells you not to sing, but uh, you go ahead and do it anyway because you're low, Jay. Is that okay? Oh, gosh, yeah. That is okay. That is totally okay because that is entertaining. I'll okay. tell you that. Okay, if Dawn says it's, yes. it's true, it's true. Yes. And we're going to go with that. Uh, thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.